Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissist actors, directors, and producers. Here, we'll laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does, and they've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. We hope you are doing well today. Today, May and I are going to give our top five best careers of the last 30 years, excluding Tom Cruise. So in other words, five actors or actresses that we think have had the best careers from roughly 1993 to today. And as usual with these, and I definitely recommend you go through the back catalog every Wednesday, aside from one Wednesday where May was indisposed, I had to give a list of, of her, her top five shipping or relationships she liked to ship. We always do a, an episode on Wednesday. So I definitely recommend you check out our back catalog here. But like with our back catalog episodes, I do not know May's list. She does not know mine. And we excluded Tom Cruise because I think only a moron would not include Tom Cruise somewhere in the top five best careers of the last 30 years. And we actually agreed to exclude Brad Pitt as well, right, May? So no Brad Pitt and no Tom Cruise, because I think both of us would include them in the top five. So really, you could argue this is top seven. We're each giving a top seven, but we're not going to talk about Pitt and Tom Cruise because most people would include them and in their in their list of the, the best careers of the last 30 years. And I might add too that these a lot of these individuals that I've chosen are quite older. So they've actually had more of their best careers before 1993. So but they're still going and they're still strong and they're still much older, so. Okay, well, see my list though, I I intentionally picked people who had strong careers from 93 to 2023, because that is the topic. So if we're picking someone like Meryl Streep's not on my list because Meryl Streep's peak years were not in that age range. So it'll be interesting to see what you have there. I don't well, know if your list is gonna qualify, you know, for the, the, the age range years that we chose, but- Well, well you know what, if it doesn't, so be it. Because <laughs> I think these actors need recognition, deserve recognition from a younger crowd because they okay. don't get any hardly. So. so what we're doing is giving a naming people who we think have had the best careers of the last 30 years. These are the people who've had, assist, at least this is my definition, a sustained top-notch career from 93 to 2023. Okay. Loosely I'm not picking people who maybe had like a good run of seven years during that time. I'm picking sustained careers during this window. All right. So either way, we'll, we'll see what each of us gives. Who's your number five? Well, my number five is Leonardo DiCaprio. Big surprise. Yes. Okay. So um, DiCaprio was on my list <laughs> as well. He, I put as number three behind Peyton Cruz, so he'd be number one on my list. Go ahead, why do we think DiCaprio's on there? Because he's just a magnificent actor. He's done Romeo and Juliet. He's played the romantic lead also in Titanic. 
he's done eating Gil who's eating Gilbert Grape or what's eating Gilbert Grape, sorry. Uh, this Boy's Life. Um, he's done The Departed. Basketball Diaries with the Wolf of Wall Street, The Aviator, Catch Me If You Can, Shutter Island, Blood Diamond, Inception. You know, he just plays, oh, Gangs of New York, too. So he also does a lot of Martin Scorsese films, which you told me that you thought that he should part ways with him. And I don't think he should necessarily part ways with Martin Scorsese. I think he's had a lot of success with Martin Scorsese. So um, and of course, his Oscar winning portrayal in The Revenant. And he's just, he's just, he's, he is what he is for today's times. You know, he's probably that, considered the best actor of his generation. Probably. I would One say of that the he, best. he is the last movie star. Uh, and and inter interesting, there was a research study, and I did an episode on this, and I, it, it's probably going to come out after the, this episode of You and I come out. But mm -hmm. they asked people, Give me the top five actors that you would go see in a theater. And the shocking thing was in the top 20 list, the average age was 57. So in this list were a lot of old people, people that we're probably going to mention here, but it was a lot like Julie Roberts and Clooney, Cruz, DiCaprio, Pitt, and they were all old people. And Part of it is, is that there's just not a lot of movie stars coming out. So when I say DiCaprio is probably the last of the old school transcendent movie stars. Yeah. I mean, name me somebody who's under 45 who, who fits the old Hollywood definition. He's elusive. He doesn't really, I mean, aside from who he dates, of course, he doesn't court the paparazzi. If anything, he's the opposite. And like you said, his hit rate is amazing. So even if you start in 93, I mean, he had a slow start, right? But really mid-90s, he's kicking it up. This boy's live, Gilbert Grape, and so forth. And he's had consistent excellence. That, and, and he's also terrifically vulnerable in The Great Gatsby. He, he really emulates that character to the T, I think. Much better than Robert Redford of his time. Okay, great. Yeah, great take on the Gatsby. I, I've seen both. And I, you know, I the problem with his Gatsby is Boz Lerman is directing it. So that takes away from it. But yeah, I think the original one with Pharaoh and and Redford is is really kind of slow and dull, to be honest. But either way, DiCaprio needs to be on this list because he is iconic and he is consistent. I mean, okay. I I would argue that on my five list, nobody on this list has had less stinkers than DiCaprio has starting with his early movies he really has not had a movie that has tanked you might have like really. The Beach really. you might have you know movies that maybe didn't do as well in the theaters but his string of movies is is non-peril I mean even Cruz had low years in the in the early 2010s yeah but you know what you know who i'm gonna mention later okay i know you're gonna mention so we'll, we'll get to him when we get Christian to him okay. later and he's okay, never well, a movie that's been bad either so well, you're ruining you're ruining the suspense may sorry okay. i had to, okay, to you can't give him that much credit mm -hmm. all right either way dicaprio to me is number one on my list of course uh, taking away Cruz and Pitt. and really i would argue that he has had more consistent excellence than both Cruz and Pitt. Caprio mm -hmm. okay. is only 46 and barring some- No, he's not, he's 48. 
whatever, barring some horrific, <laughs> horrific incident where he's listening to headphones while a woman's giving him fellatio, you know, that's the joke about him. He should continue to have uh, tons and tons of hits. So I don't think we need to spend too much time on DiCaprio. My number five is Matt Damon. Oh, hear, me out. hear me out, hear me out, because I know you might be. I was thinking, I, I got to put Damon or Affleck on this. And you think of both of them really started in the in the early mid-90s. I would say Damon started a little earlier in terms of getting the lead roles. He was in The Rainmaker. He had a bigger role in School Ties, Courage Under Fire and all that. And then he blew up in the late 90s along with Affleck. But I think if you just look at hits in terms of movies that are not IP. Uh, I think Damon has been consistently excellent the last 30 years. And you look at the Bourne movies, you look at the Oceans movies, even though he didn't lead them, you look at the Martian, he has had sustained excellence going back really to School Ties, which was 92. Now, I mean, he he's had some lulls, he's had some stinkers like We Bought a Zoo, and some other movies, but I think he deserves to be on this list. And I think one at the end of this list, when we go through why I didn't include certain people, then it's going to make more sense why I'm including somebody who maybe whose star wattage is not as strong, someone like Damon. Mm -hmm. But if you look at consistency, he just rolls out the hits. He just rolls out the hits. And I think he needs to be on this list. What's your take on Damon? Do you agree or disagree? I somewhat agree, only because of what your criteria is for this uh, 1993 to whatever, 2023. Um, I agree with that part. But as far as, you know, looking at actors who are much older than no, not at all. He does not fall in my top five. Well, I'll be interested to see who your geriatric actors you're going to include. But if you're including <laughs> anybody like Pacino, De Niro, none of them. You could say their peaks were uh, of this of this this range of time, but if you yeah, look but you, at, you you said that I could still put people like those. Oh, well, you could put whoever you want on this, but yeah, no, no so one it can, doesn't matter about peak years necessarily. That's Gregory. the whole point of this episode is to talk about who's peaked from ninety three to twenty twenty three. Yeah, not to me, not when you not when you presented this to me. Either way, so if you look, going back to 93, he's he's starting out slow, but he's he's hit after hit after hit in the late 90s. He's in classics like Rounders and, of course, Goodwill Hunting, Save a Private Ryan and Towns of Ripley okay. and then All the Pretty Horses, you know, which is a crappy movie. But the Bourne movies, he does the comedies like Stuck on You, Brothers Grimm. He's in The Departed, classic movie. And then later on, he's in The Informant. You know, he, he's just solid hits he doesn't really have a, a a time where he's not like what we call like in the desert like a time where he's just completely stinking it up and uh okay. all the way up to present time i mean he's he's still doing great movies he was just recently he's, last duel in the in air with affleck and he's still relatively young mm -hmm. yeah he's still in his early mid 50s yeah, so he he started a little slow, but in the 90s, he was relevant in 97, and he's relevant still in 2023, and that's why he's on my list. All right, who's your number well, four? Well, you know what, who I think is still relevant, despite his age? Is this your number, number four? Is Dustin Hoffman, because he has done, he, he has consistently 
raise the bar with his career, even though he's doing movies like Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, Meet Whoever Else. Um, he's doing Kung Fu Pandas 1 through 5,000 or whatever. You know, he's, he's still working and he's working hard. But no, I will admit his peak years were not 1993 to 2023. He's your number um, four? Yes, he is. Okay. His, his peak years probably were more in the 70s and 80s, probably, um, where he played Benjamin Braddock in The Graduate in 1967. He played a, a 30-year-old, or actually he was, he played a 22-year-old who was supposed to be, or 21-year-old as a 30-year-old. So he, that says a lot about his age. Um, Midnight Cowboy in 1960. Uh, nine, I believe, or 1970. Um, he's also been in this movie called Sleepers back in 1996 uh, that even other people have been in too, other famous old people. Um, Dick Tracy, he was Mumbles uh, in 1990. Tootsie, 1982. Kramer versus Kramer, 1979. Marathon Man, 1976. Um, Let's see, Lenny, he played the great, the great comedian Lenny Bruce in 1974. He played Carl Bernstein in All the President's Men. And in more recent years, he played Sphere. Uh, he was in Sphere in 1998, I believe, with Rene Russo. And I do have to mention what you don't like is his, his Oscar-winning performance in Rain Man in 1988 but, but he's a fine actor and he he deserves credit for that well i, I don't deny he that if we were doing if we are doing who's had the best careers from let's say 1970 to 1995 he would definitely be right. in my consideration uh but definitely yeah, see, and i know we're not ever really going to do that so i have to mention him now. Well, you don't know that we might do it who knows well but... you're not really into those older movies gregory no, so that might be a future episode either way i mean he's he's running on fumes i would not say he's running on fumes by the time we're starting this window of 93 but i don't i don't think he's had pretty much any relevant movies in the last 15 years Oh, please. How about Kung Fu Panda? You can't get enough. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Next. All right. So my, uh, let's see, my number four, because you already took my one, you already did my number five. My number four is Nicole Kidman. Oh. Why? Nicole Kidman was in our, our favorite movie of all time, apparently, Dead Calm. She did Dead Calm in the early 90s. And then if you look, again, consistency. 30 years of consistency with our girl, Nicole Kidman. True, you, know, true. you look at, I mean, I'm just throw out these names. Days of Thunder, Billy Bathgate, Malice, To Die For, Batman Forever, Peacemaker, Eyes Wide Shut in the 90s. Moulin Rouge, The Others, The Hours, She Gets the Academy Award, Cold Mountain, Stuff for Wives, we talked about that. So if you guys don't know, we did a Kidman versus... Uh, who was it? Blind uh, Chef. We did a versus episode there, but so we've already talked about some of these. But has a strong early knots. Golden Compass, Australia. You know, not not well regarded critically, but made money. He's in, she's in nine, and then in the twenty tens. Again, just go with it. She's got a great uh, supporting mm -hmm. on that. Hemingway and Gellhorn. She does that for HBO, and she gets an Emmy. 
She does Grace of Monica, which is another TV movie about where she's Grace Kelly. And then later on is she does Lion, and then she gets nominated for that, if I'm not mistaken. The Beguiled, she's great in that. Boy Erased, Aquaman, Great in Big Little Lies uh, over on HBO, the Reese Witherspoon one, she's in Bombshell. And then even up to being in the Ricardo, she gets a nomination for that, 2021. She's in the Northman movie with Skarsgård. So 30 years, she's relevant. She's already has nine stuff in post-production. The woman is still working and she's talented. We, we both agree that she's talented. She is. So consistency in those 30 years. I agree with you on this wholeheartedly. I think that just to, just to give you a little bit of uh, uh, trivia there, Billy Bathgate, who, who did she star with in that? I, I want to say, oh, oh, your boy, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dustin Hoffman. So, Hoffman. yeah. So, okay, yeah. I'm but anyways. Look, I'm not <laughs> but saying anyways, I do not love talented. Her. I'm just saying yeah. that his best time was not in 93 to 2023. Right, and I know this, but I'm I'm saying I took your your criteria and I mixed it up a little bit. So, All but right. anyways, um, with Kidman, um, yeah, she's great in Eyes Wide Shut. She's great in The Others. She's great in The Hours. She's great in Dead Calm. She's great in, in almost every movie that she's in. And she's mm -hmm. very consistent. And she's not scared to go outside of her, her realm, you know, her usual Oscar-winning realm. She's not like a Kate Blanchett, who will only stay with the Oscar-winning realm. You know, and we've talked about this before. So yes, cheers to Nicole Kidman. The, see, the criteria I use is, are they good? Are they commercially successful? And have they had a long career in this 30 year window? And that's why she's included because she's been relevant even before 93. She was relevant with Days of Thunder, Dead Calm and so forth. And she's still relevant now. That's why yeah. she's on my list. And, and I don't put Kate Blanchett in here or even my girl, Kate Winslet, because Kate Winslet is a great actress and I love her. You know, she was my, one of my crushes in college, but sustained relevance, she doesn't have it as much. Yeah. She's I not as relevant. The people I pick are relevant in early 90s and they're still relevant. All right. And just to say, Dustin Hoffman will appear in Francis Ford Coppola's Megalopolis uh, released next year. All right, great. Who's your number three? My number three, who should be number one, is Christian Bale. <laughs> because of course, he, right? If, if you're like, new to this stream, if you're new to this feed, Christian Bale is May's favorite actor. We'll always champion him. Well, yes, yeah. but also with Leonardo, you compared the, you didn't compare the two, but I did. But Leonardo and Christian have both have have had sustained careers. Yes. Um, and, and for those and, who are new to this feed, we did a Bale versus DiCaprio episode. So scroll right. through and find that. We're really focused on that one. But yeah, just, I do respect Christian Bale, but go ahead. Yeah. Why, why should Bale be in this list? Because it's so, so sustained. Ever since he was 13, 12 years old, he even played um, a Romanoff back when he was like 12 or 11 years old. Uh, on NBC, so uh, for a TV movie, but his first starring movie role was Empire of the Sun yeah. in 1987, and that is a great, great movie because of him. 
And of course, we've we've had our laughs about newsies, and um, of course, American Psycho in two thousand, all the little animals, Velvet Goldmine, Shaft, The Machinist, Laurel Canyon, where it's a bit of a romance. Well, let's just hit um, his greatest hits. We don't have to go through his whole filmography. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm just naming the big ones. Equilibrium is not so big of a science fiction film, but it does have a following. Two Westerns, 310 to Yuma and Hostels, his Batman trilogy with Christopher Nolan, sure. The Big Short, American Hustle, The Fighter, Vice, Out of the Furnace, Night of Cups, Another Romance, Little Women, and Midsummer Night's Dream. It just shows his range, yeah. his range of roles that he's done throughout his career. And he is very, very smart about who he chooses to work with as as an actor so okay. you know you can't get enough of the guy here's my ding okay no no there's be open my criteria was what my criteria is talent commercial viability and successful at the beginning of this run to the end he has clearly two of those three and the reason i didn't put bail on my list is because i think the five that i picked including pitt and cruz satisfy those three his ding out of those those three one. criteria is commercial viability can oh, he open a movie oh, let me finish can he open a movie that's not previous ip so he opens batman batman's previous ip batman's iconic can he open a movie on his own a movie that can make 150 million dollars just because bale's name is in there after Batman, he said? Or before no, no, Batman? just in his career, like now. If, if there was a bail vehicle that was not previous IP, can he open a movie? Yes, of course. He's done it with American Hustle. He's done it with Vice. He's done it with The Big Short. I would say uh, American Hustle American Hustle had David O. Russell as peak, and that was an ensemble cast. He's the lead, but it's ensemble. You look at so Vice, what? you look you, at some of these other movies say that the ensemble was a caveat you know um, well that's my ding on bail is he doesn't open movies on his own he needs yeah, he other can. people he does it he does he does it with the batman trilogy right, and but, he does it but he's doing batman because batman's previous ip that doesn't count yeah, but how about hostels how, well how much money did hostels make I'm not sure because not a really lot. See, a lot in that summertime of 2018, I believe. Hostels. August of 2018. Or, no, actually, it came out in March of 2018. Hostels made 35 million. Here's my point on Bale because you get all sensitive about Bale. He's talented, but he can't open movies. His movies don't exceed as a whole $100 million unless it's previous. Yeah. Well, I'll have to look these numbers up, but you know, I don't, I don't really agree with you because he has been the lead in all of his movies practically, except for like maybe Little Women. Or right. So look, American right. Hustle ostensibly made a hundred and fifty million dollars. Okay. Right. I, and say, I, don't, I don't really care that it's an ensemble cast because you're just talking about Jennifer Lawrence. And Amy Adams and Bradley Cooper, sure, they help. Well, out. I mean, how many Academy Award nominations do you have among those three? 
There's like yeah, but they're definitely supporting actors. It doesn't matter. And Bale was the Bale was the actor in that film. He Bale is the film. lead, but among the other three, there's ten minimum Academy Award nominations. So let's not discount the other three people, even though okay, I don't think Lawrence to, is that talented. But that's that's my legitimate take on him as far as leading a movie. You know. Okay. So. Well, look. I know you're sensitive about Bale, but you look at my five, <laughs> my five satisfy the criteria of range, talent, and can open a movie. Bale yes, he can. cannot he open a movie. He opens a movie. He opened Terminator Salvation, which- That's previous flop. IP. That which is previous IP. That but is no, previous then I'll go back to American Hustle and the big short then and the fighter. So yeah, look, he'll he'll be in movies that are successful that go over a hundred million, but I'm just saying he's not a consistent guy who can deliver the box office court. Well, you know what? And a lot of times it's because he is a very picky individual. As far yeah, as he'll pick artistic but, movies. He doesn't yeah, pick the commercial one. All right. I don't quite agree with your your three. Your well, clearly, because on this episode, our criteria for this episode is completely completely you different. Just like, people you like just, Dustin just, Hoffman in it. You just started mentioning that recently with Nicole Kidman. Because right. so, yeah. we're, we're going to run out of time, eh? Who is your number? We're, we're on your number two, correct? My number two is an old guy named Robert De Niro, who happens to be, I think, the best actor of the 20th century. So Who, Who'd you pick? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. You know, he's he goes way back, and I think that his best movies are in his 70s and 80s, 1970s and 1980s. Uh, mean Streets, Bang the Drum Slowly, a great baseball film. The Godfather Part Two, The Last Tycoon, Taxi Driver was his breakout film. New York, New York with Liza Minnelli, a Scorsese film. The Dare Hunter, Raging Bull, his all-time great performance probably. True Confessions with Robert Duvall. The King of Comedy, where he plays Rupert Rupkin, Rupkin, a wannabe comedian, falling in love with Meryl Streep in 1984, Once Upon a Time in America, Brazil, which is a very uh, quirky movie by Terry Gilliam, the guy who did 12 Monkeys, The Mission, Untouchables, Angel Heart, he plays the devil, uh, Midnight Run, um, yeah, he's done so much in his career okay. and he's still doing a lot. He's done Wag the Dog, Jack, Jackie Brown. He's done Ronan. Mm. He's done Kate Fear. He's done yeah. so much. Right. So yeah, Limitless even with Bradley Cooper. He's been in Limitless. He's been in Silver Linings Playbook. He's, you know, he, he's modern and he's still relevant today. So cheers okay. to Robert De Niro. All right, no one's gonna deny De Niro's talented. He's one of the greatest of that generation. Uh, again, for the 93 to 2023 range, he doesn't have a lot of greatest hits. I'm sure he's got, I mean, in that range, you you don't get Goodfellas, but you get Casino. Then you get his turn with the comedy, like Analyze This and the Meet the Parents. And then you will get later The Irishman. And certainly he has some some decent movies. And He's in, also been in Sleepers. Yeah. Okay. Just the so, Dustin Hoffman film. Okay. Too, so. Okay. But, but here's the thing: this 20, 1993 to twenty twenty three is not his peak, like with Hoffman. We're not going to spend too much time on this. He's a great actor, but okay. he's not one of the best actors of the last twenty years. 
I think I still think he, his legacy lives on. And well, yeah, his legacy lives on. But if this was an episode of 1970 to 2000, of course he'd be on this list. He'd probably be sure, on the top. But you know, we're not going to do that. So. Yeah. Okay. So like, we got ten minutes. Right. My number two. Actually, this would be my number three because DiCaprio is my number one. So my number three is Sandy Bullock. And the reason I'm including Sandy Bullock, and I'll be brief here, is you start in 93, you got like Love Potion number nine, but then Speed is really her big hit uh, in the mid-90s. And then again, just consistency in movies all the way to the point where even now she can open movies. She opened um, Lost City. What was it? The, the Lost City, the one he did. she did with Channing Tatum. And um, just consistent excellence. I mean, look, she's had some stinkers, but if you look at the, the criteria that I have for the actors I picked, she's got the, the consistency. She's been relevant for 30 years. She still can open a movie. She can bring people to the theaters. I demonstrated in that survey that I told you about, she was in the top 10 of people who, who people would want to go to a theater to see. And just look at her hits. I mean, Speed in the 90s. Speed while you're sleeping, one of the greatest rom-cons of all time, or at least in the last 30 years. The Net, A Time to Kill, Hope Floats. And then Early Night, she's got Miss Congeniality, which was a huge hit. Two Weeks Notice, Crash, big hits. The Proposal, big hit. Blindside, Academy Award. And then in the 2010s, she's got The Heat, Gravity, which she wins, so I think we'll talk about in a future episode. Ocean's Eight, Bird Box, Lost City, and even last year she opened two movies. So I think number three might be too high. In retrospect, I'd probably put Kidman and Damon above her, but I think she deserves to be in this list. I'm not sure. I think that she has commercial viability. I think that she has um, the ability to open a film, sure. But I don't know about her talent. I don't okay, think that's fine. That's fine. We got we have eight minutes no. left. I want to make sure we get through our top five and then we could talk about some people why we didn't put them on the list. So who is your number one? Another old man by the name of Jack Nicholson, born in 1930. Oh and you know why? Uh, because he actually did win in 1997 an Oscar for okay. as good as it gets. And it wasn't necessarily a great movie. It was a terrible movie, but he did win. And then also in 1996, he was in uh, Tim Burton's Mars Attack. And um, before then, 1992, A Few Good Men. He stayed relevant, even though he does, I think, have some mental or physical problems right now. Mm -hmm. um, he's been nominated for About Schmidt in 2002. And, but of course, um, yeah, also The Pledge he was in. Yeah, in okay, so just for the sake of time, just for the sake of time, Nicholson did have- Nicholson is one of the greatest. Yeah. He, is. he okay. truly is. And I think his his peak years were in the 70s and 80s again. Yes. So check him out, kids. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's been an easy writer, five easy pieces, carnal knowledge, yes. the last detail, Chinatown, the two Jakes, the sequel, yes. one flew yes. who's nuts. The Last Tycoon, he's been in a couple of Westerns. He's been yeah. in The Shining, Reds, yeah. Terms of Endearment. 90% of those were not in this the last 30 years, okay? He's a yeah, classic. Yeah, so what? Like they the 80s. 
He's he's a classic, but he's not he's not a legend in this time window aside from. And he's also been the Joker in Batman and Hoffa. Okay, so you know last thirty year period. So, but he's also he plays great range too because he also plays romantic leads as well. All right, we have five minutes left, so let me do my number one honorable mention. So, my number one DiCaprio. So my number two is Denzel. Denzel Washington, of course, he has been relevant even before 93 with Lori, even something like Mo Better Blues and Ricochet in those movies. But if you look at his, it's like, it is a shame. Malcolm X is one year off from this criteria, but with your criteria, I mean, I could include a movie from 1964 and it's still relevant, but Malcolm X doesn't include, but look, look what he's in. I mean, he's got Philadelphia, Crimson Tide, Courage Under Fire, Preacher's Wife, He Got Game, the Hurricane, Remember the Titans, Training Day, wins the Academy Award, and just Inside Man, Deja Vu, American Gangster. I mean, these are just some of these are just classics. Flight, he's over the top in Flight. Yeah. Makes tons of money off the Equalizer movies. Fences is a movie that gets a lot of pub with the critics. And then later on, he just, he's relevant. He's a legend. And I would say this number two is a little like yours in that some of his classics are before 93 but he is a legend and he's still relevant today. Now. Yeah, and I do think that Jack Nicholson is a legend too. And yeah. he would be relevant if it were his, not for his age and his illnesses. So. Well, look, look, if you were doing 19, 1970 and 2000, he'd be in this list, but we're not doing this age range. So I want to do some honorable mentions as to why to include other people. Tom Hanks. Some people think Tom Hanks is the greatest uh, actor uh, of our generation. Tom Hanks is overrated, I've talked about it, but he really had a peak from like late 80s to I would say maybe 2002. And if you look at his work the last 10 years, it's just horrific and he's no longer relevant. You look at someone like Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, great actor. But again, if for 30 years, he's not there for 30 years. He's he's relevant for maybe 15 years and his career has gone off the charts, you know, clearly. Keanu Reeves, you can include Keanu because Keanu did Bill and Ted's even before 93, but he's had a lot of desert time, a lot of years where he wasn't relevant. And if you take away John Wick, uh, he really hasn't done much, to be honest, in the last 10 years. That's why I'd include him. Hugh Jackman would be an honorable mention. He he was he got his career in the mid-90s and he's still relevant today and he's got tons of range and he can open movies like The Greatest Showman on Earth, for example but I didn't include him. Um, you look at someone like Russell Crowe, great actor, but 30-year range, it's just not there. I mean, he's doing horrible pulp like the Pope's Exorcist now. So these are some actors that that maybe others would include that I just didn't include because they have not been able to sustain a 30-year range of relevance. Do you have any honorable mentions during this time? I mean, I do think Keanu deserves somewhat of an a mention just because he has done the matrix and he's done the the sequels to the matrix recently as well so i i do think he and he's done bill and ted too as far as the sequel so he he's definitely commercial uh viable um and For sure i mean have, he, he does have some talent so no doubt no doubt. My reason I didn't put him is that that aside from the Matrix, which he created that IP, and aside from John Wick, he created that IP, he's had a lot of years of just doing nothing or horrible crap. 
And then you look at some of his classics, like Point Break would be outside of this window. Bill and Ted will be outside this window. But again, he's honorable mention. So we have two minutes left. Any honorable mentions you want to give? No, I can't really. I mean, I all the ones that I would like to pick are older people. But Okay, so let's just review our five. I'll go first. Okay. My five were Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Sandra Bullock was three. I'm going from five to five, four, three. So five Damon, four uh, Kidman, three Bullock, two Denzel, one DiCaprio. Okay. That's and then, of course, Pitt and Cruz. Go ahead. Yeah, and I do think that Denzel Washington's a good choice. Thank you. Um, Who are your five? Uh, but my number five was Leonardo DiCaprio. Number four was Dustin Hoffman. Number three, Christian Bale. Um, number two, Robert De Niro. And number one, Jack Nicholson. Got it. We're all old folks out there. You respect the August elders. Yeah. All right, May. I appreciate you coming on. Until next time. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.